0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hunting Public Podcast powered by Dakota Lithium. In this episode, myself, Jake, Ted, Nick, our friend Bruce, and Dylan, who was our intern back in 2019, are gonna be talking about how Our perspective has changed over the years and what's important to us about hunting. We also tell stories from our last few days of the turkey season. It was a lot of fun being up there closing out the season and for me it was really cool to just get a chance to go hunting and that's one of the things that I talked about a lot in this podcast is just how having to sit out for a whole season was a new challenge for me but also helped change my perspective in a positive way. We also had my girlfriend Whitney and Jake's girlfriend Crystal along with us for a lot of hunts and... It was just a really good time. So hopefully you guys enjoy it because we definitely had a lot of fun recording it. But before we get into the podcast, I wanted to remind you guys about a deal that Exodus has going on right now in celebration of their eighth year anniversary. With our code THP, you can save 25% off the entire Exodus website while supplies last. The code will be live for the first 300 renders and rivals from May 19th to June 12th. Even if you miss out saving on the renders and the rivals, you can still lock in 25% off the entire site until June 12th. If you need a reminder of the code, you can check the description of this podcast, but I'll tell you one more time, it's THP. The cool thing about Exodus is you're always going to be backed by the 5-year, no BS warranty, meaning that they stand behind their products for the long haul. They offer 5-year theft and damage coverage, providing you with peace of mind. Another thing that you could save on is the Exodus MMT arrow they are built to your specs through their online builder to ensure that you're getting exactly the arrow you need for your setup. You'll be able to save $70 off a dozen MMT arrows. So that's pretty dang good deal. For almost five years, Exodus has been the trusted camera of choice for the hunting public because of their reliability and great customer service. So take advantage of their eighth year anniversary sale and head over to exodusoutdoorgear.com. By using that code THP, you're directly supporting us and our friends at Exodus, and we appreciate that support. Also wanted to remind you guys to check out Go Wild. We've partnered with them to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild's a free social community where not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild has a shop where they have a bunch of gear that we use, and if you wanna save 10%, use the code THP at checkout. You can also earn points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts, and If you create a free account, you can unlock an additional $10 just for trying it out. So visit downloadgowild.com to get started. All right, guys, let's get into the episode.
1: Should be lots of weird
0: swallowing noises. (laughs) I think you guys are going to enjoy this one because it's going to get pretty weird. All right, today's podcast, we're going to talk about perspective. And we're going to just kind of let that go wherever it takes us, and how this got started is yesterday we were sitting out there in between taking a break of hunting and going hunting again, and we were talking about season being over. What's
2: perspective?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about season being over and just how that's sad, and this year I have a different outlook on it than I've had in the past, because Br- Bruce said something like, I don't know how to feel about
1: it, right? Yeah, about it being over with i mean happened quick
0: yeah it happens quick and it's sad i guess usually it's sad but my, my perspective and how it's different this year is i'm just happy that i went some mm-hmm. and, and it's it is sad that it's over still like i had that same feeling last night when you said jake well i guess season really is over i had a <laughs> moment of like whoa it really is just the same as i do every year and you have that moment where i don't know you realize you're not
2: going to get to go anymore? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I feel like this year, it was different for me because, again, I'm just happy that I got the chance to go some, where it was a lot different than normal years. And I think that moving forward, it's just going to make me appreciate the fact that, yeah, I did go. Just be happy you went. Don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that you went because you could just as easily have something happen where you can't go. And Nick brought up, his experience with that too
3: i was telling you how four years in the marine corps I only turkey hunted i think five days in four years which is horrible to even think about <laughs> but you were saying how you know you missed most of the season damn near the entire thing and you were saying how you know it just felt good just to go you appreciated just being able to have the opportunity and i was able to reason with that mm-hmm. i mean it is a good feeling whenever you don't have it because it's, it's taken away you can't go when you do get that one chance to go, it makes it all that much better. Mm -hmm. It also makes you
0: realize what you like about it too. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's easy to get caught up in that moment of, Oh, we didn't get the Turkey for whatever reason you miss one or you make the wrong move and you spook him and you get bent out of shape. I know I do. I know there's times and I'm sure we all do to a certain degree where you kick yourself for that. But then when you have that time or you miss a lot of the season, again it makes you think well at least you got to play the game at least yep. you were in the game or no matter what it is whether it's an injury or um just life changes like kid or job change mm-hmm. like there's tons of other people that are dealing with you know a different perspective every year too so i just think that that's something that uh yeah it's just worth noting
2: i think it's funny because you always have I think everybody in here turkey hunts or gets to turkey hunt more than the average person. But y'all, I think we all have an idea of how things are going to go before season. And I guess I'm just looking around the room, and I know things didn't go exactly <laughs> how you expected them to, or no. you. And just what kind of curveballs did you have along the way? I guess where it's like I guess the plan was to do one thing, yeah, and then everything I, got a wrench thrown in it. I guess.
4: I'd say so. I film Mike a lot during the spring because i from Woodhaven. From Woodhaven, yeah. Yeah, don't know. And then um, I try to take off like a week or two every month to like a lot of time to go hunting. But then it seemed like this season, that week that I had off, I was either traveling or editing the whole time. So I got to hunt one morning at home by myself in third season. And then like talking about perspective, I got up here thinking like I was going to be really like eager and like pissy if I didn't get one. Mm -hmm. But then it was like the more I was around Crystal and Whitney, I was like, you know, it would be cool just to see them get one because they really don't get to do this much, and I kind of wanted to see them freak out a little bit when they got one. uh, Yeah, I don't know. It Definitely curveballs, but like you said, you got an idea, and then it just changes. But it still is, like, fun looking back on it, you know, even though it was different.
0: Yeah, I mean, so many things can affect even when you do get to go. Like, obviously the situation you just said, but weather is another one. Like, here's a curveball you guys were – like for sure locked in going to michigan but then you guys are looking at the weather and it's like wow well, you know to yeah. go at least for the days that you're going you may mm-hmm. still go jake i guess a little bit but to go for the first five days that you hit plan yeah it's kind of like yeah i don't know that that's really going to be worth the time not to say that you don't want to go and not to say that if you only have that amount of time to go in a season for example you wouldn't go
3: it's mm. just you know there's other things that yeah, could be done I suppose yeah I could go be more productive in that five day span instead of just you know because then we would just be pretty much hunting for the mornings right off the roost and then the rest of the day Bruce like you were saying you kind of just hanging out till you're going and roosting them that night so I could definitely be more productive in the five days I had a lot that I was going to be able to hunt in Michigan mm-hmm. so that's just there's enough stuff I've been pushing off. Yeah, to get done. <laughs> mowing, <the garden>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> picking
2: up, picking up scouts, poop piles. <laughs> so I think I'd try just try to do those things in the next five days, and then when the weather's supposed to cool down, hopefully I'll be able to go back up there, and that's probably when the honey will be best. I would think just based mm-hmm. off the weather, but like, yeah. like you know, I mean, you those that first hour or two in the morning, especially if you're tied to something, and it's, I mean, it's gonna be down in the 60s, so that will be. They'll be doing turkey stuff, it seems like, until it gets real hot out. That's just kind of a late-season game. It seems, seems like when the weather gets warm like this, it's just using the cool times of the day. Mm-hmm. And when it gets in the 90s, there isn't much mm-hmm. much window to work with, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, and the same thing really does go for deer as well. I mean, yeah. We Early-season deer hunting, and
0: yeah. Like, like. Kind of get that little window at first light and last light, and otherwise it's pretty stale. Yeah. But... The one other thing I think that I've thought a ton about this year and specifically on this trip, and I've mentioned that hunt that we had yesterday quite a bit, the knee injury is definitely definitely limiting, and it's made me look at things from a more patient perspective for sure, where I'm always forward thinking in turkey hunting for the most part. I'm trying to get better even when I don't have any injury, um, to just take a step back and think even when things feel like they're getting hectic is moving forward the right choice but since this has happened I'm almost thinking always go back pull back how do I play something a little bit slower safer versus going forward which is totally the opposite of what I normally think so that has been fun just to have that thought Mm -hmm. or how can I be more effective from the road I think little things like that have also helped me in the times that I have got the chance to go, help me big picture for the future, too. Because while I don't always love riding around in the vehicle all day, when that's what I'm more limited to, you start to pick up on little details that you might pay more attention to. Like, for example, if I was going to drive around and try to strike a bird from the road, one thing that I feel much more likely to do, and you kind of brought this up, Bruce, at one point, yesterday get to a spot let the woods calm down a little bit let that gravel popping kind of be a a memory and then hit that call where if you're kind of running and gunning and moving fast and you know again you don't have something like this holding you back you may be just trying to cover ground well it's like if i got all day let's Mm. say because there was a, a couple weekends that i did hunt back in colorado and i would be alone if that was the case i was alone it's like well i got no i got no agenda it's just my own time so i felt much more likely to sit you know at the truck listen a little bit give it 10 15 20 minutes stretch a little bit whatever then hit that call and i think sometimes that does make a big difference when you're rolling around because if you're just rolling around jumping out and hitting a call giving it two and a half minutes and then hitting the road again mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where i'm sure we've all had these experiences where we hit a call 10 minutes goes by sometimes and then he gobbles. And I think again just looking at patience mm-hmm. from so many more angles has really been fun for me. Honestly, I I am just so let's go go go. Yeah. Like if I can crawl to that turkey right now, like why would we even consider setting up? Let's just get right to him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's I don't know, this is different for me.
5: One example that from this trip is the bird that Nick killed the other day mm-hmm. where me and Bruce and Nick were just riding around and they had already killed one that morning. So we were just very real. It was a very relaxed hunting setting. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we just pulled up to a spot where Bruce had, and these guys had all been on turkeys a bunch throughout the whole week and just jumped out. And we were just sitting there talking back and forth, listening for turkeys. And Bruce was hitting a call every once in a while. And then like, 20 minutes goes by or something and all of a sudden this hen fires up and Bruce literally called her right to the truck and then probably 10 minutes after that we were just sitting around talking and then a bird gobbled and he was on the private but we just slowly started working towards him and that one took like two hours before he eventually came in but I mean instead of just rushing around all the time trying to get on something or just bulldozing through the woods we were just sitting at the truck, listening for a good thirty or forty minutes probably before mm-hmm. we heard that turkey that Nick ended up killing.
2: Yeah, fire off. You were saying you guys were doing that at, in what Kentucky, like wherever you ended up camping at. you must have oh, yeah. just been in the in the yeah. right spot, and you could just go after a turkey. If it worked, it worked, and then if it didn't, it didn't. Then you just go sit at camp. Another one would start gobbling, and you go after that one.
1: We would we just stumbled into the pocket of birds that were hot that week, and I mean it was pretty heavy hunting pressure in certain areas but it seemed like that that specific spot people were just driving right by it and we had camp set up there and like you said i mean we'd we'd strike one and go after him and if it worked it worked which more often than not it really didn't work it's kind of surprising (laughs) how many turkeys we got on that we didn't really even come close to killing i mean they would gobble really really well but it seemed like they just had other things uh, other places to be and we'd go back to camp sit down make a sandwich and while we're sitting there eating i mean a bird would gobble somewhere else and we'd take off i mean for for a week straight i hunted kentucky and i heard turkeys gobble all day every day and i have not heard it like that just just that one week was just a magical week and i've I've been back through those areas and listened and other people i know have hunted areas close by and just wasn't like that Uh which we had the prime weather we had had everything that we really needed. I mean, it was, if you were going to go spend a week somewhere, that was a good week to spend. Uh-huh. But it just goes to show, I mean, sometimes just being patient and slowing it down. Yeah. I, I've struck a lot of turkeys like that, just kind of slow rolling it. And it helps, too, if you know there's birds in the area. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's easy to say, oh, you should be more patient. But somebody that's on the road traveling, really trying to make it happen. Yeah. I, for one, am that guy that's hard to, it, it's hard to make me sit down and be patient when I'm trying to kind of, I'm not going to say blow through ground, but when I'm trying to cover ground and see what looks good, what doesn't, where am I seeing turkeys, where am I not?
2: And if you know the weather's right in a turkey's goblin somewhere, it's hard I'm, to want to sit yeah, there. I'm kind of
1: thinking, keep going till I find him, that's right, because there's one goblin somewhere, but in the scenario like where you killed the bird mm-hmm. the other day, we just knew that turkeys were hanging around there and and that was a hot
2: day and it's yep. like well this one's still gobbling and that, yep. you might not find that anywhere else no. so it's worth hanging yep. with them no
1: and it was it wasn't like it was five in the morning either this was happening and i think the One bird finally would've... gobbled at like 12 or twelve fifteen, yeah. and you didn't mm-hmm. kill him till two yep i mean it was and he gobbled the entire time so i don't know where else we could have gone And gotten anywhere near that kind of experience. Mm But my guess is it would have been pretty hard to find another one that hot Uh (laughs) at that time.
0: One other example that I feel like I keep bringing this story up, I don't know why I'm thinking about this one so much, but it's the Mississippi hunt that you and I had back in 2018, maybe, when the bird came in behind us Uh on that high point. And that's kind of an in between the two examples you just said, where it's like you or wanting to find turkeys. We hadn't really found that many turkeys. No. But we also played it patient, and it kind of worked out, except for we let the hunter doubt set in and kind of messed it up, (sighs) or totally messed it up. We convinced
2: ourselves it was a squirrel coming in straight (laughs) behind us and didn't get turned around in time.
0: But in that situation, I guess what led us to put the patience in was we had snuck our way through there, didn't look like that many people were hunting in there, found Fresh turkey tracks and maybe even fresh Tom tracks. Yep. So it's like we knew he was in there, had still not heard a gobble in this block, but we went up to the highest point. It was like one o'clock maybe. Hit a cow. About ten minutes later, squirrel come up behind us, turned out he'd transformed into a Tom on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's kind of that in between though knowing that there's turkeys is like we Along those lines, we kind of did, but the sign made us convinced that there were. But we also just said, hey, once we hit that, let's just chill out. And it it pretty much worked. And we ended up, I think the next day, even seeing probably that same turkey or, you know, in that area. But I guess one thing that I wanted to ask you guys before we get too far down the rabbit hole, too, is what are some other things that. When you think of that perspective conversation, what are things that you value now that you didn't when you were younger? Because, like, I know even as of a few years ago, and I think this changes season to season, the 2020 season, I felt like I wanted to just prove something to myself. Like, I, I had kind of got fed up with the are you on him conversation between hunter and cameraman, and I was, like, hunting with Keith a lot, and I pretty much told him, like, I don't care about the video. Let's just get these turkeys, and that's something that I wanted to do. But uh-huh. the, but now, as of now, I would say that's changed. I just wanted to do that for a season, and this season it's more about being with my friends and enjoying what time I do get. Mm-hmm. So are there other things that come to your guys' mind that have changed like as far as that goes?
1: Yeah, I mean, over the years, uh, especially the, the more time that I've started spending in other places and just seeing seeing how tough or how easy some places have have been to go and find birds and then end up killing one and you know you think back on it or i think back on it when i was younger and you know always was pretty lucky to have good turkey populations anywhere i hunted growing up and uh you know it really wasn't that hard to go find a turkey but once you get out and about in places you're unfamiliar with, it kind of makes you appreciate when you do find turkeys and uh, when you're able to find them in a good mood. They want to listen to what you have to say and they're, they're acting like you want them to act and you get them called in and you've just spent all this time and invested all this, this effort into going to this place to do it. It's, it's pretty special uh, because you will hit some dry spells. And they really, really make you appreciate the good times as far as just being in gobbling turkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hit some dry spells this year, for for example, that were just, I mean, I haven't had dry spells like this in several years. Just not, not necessarily bad luck. Like, I wouldn't call it bad luck. Man, I'm still getting the hunt. I, I was getting the hunt for the most part. Uh, spent a lot of time driving overnight in places too i mean when i was out west i took such a such a big western swing that it it equaled a lot of overnight drives and some days i just didn't hunt because i had too far to drive and and i don't really know if i was too crazy about doing that i don't think i'll ever do a a swing that that big again just nothing but the west because it really took a lot of lot of hunting time out of there and I, i'm not okay with that yeah <laughs> uh i actually probably missed what was the
2: state that you tried to uh you were telling i was over here and you told the story the other day you basically drove there and didn't make it on time or you drove there and camped and didn't wake up on time or something like
1: that. oh yeah (laughs) utah found found turkey should have killed a turkey the first day i was there man i had just had them all over me and had a buddy that flew into the Denver airport, so I I was expecting to be moving that away. We were going to go hunt Wyoming, and I was expecting to be done in Utah and all that, and be moving toward Denver. When I told him to fly in, well, I didn't make it happen, and so since I had found the turkeys and I was on them, when I went and picked my buddy up, I said, "Well, change of plans. We're not going north. We're going west, and we're going all the way back to Utah." So seven hours to pick him up. Got there. He was already on the ground, hopped in the truck. We turned around and drove seven hours back to where I was on turkeys in Utah and didn't wake up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and I, I was just so just, I mean, it, that knocked, knocked some wind from my sails right there because it was one of those deals. I'd been hunting these turkeys, and they were not really – acting that good long after fly down. They were flying down and shutting up now they gobble really good on the limb but they were getting quiet and there was a bunch of turkeys but they were just not gobbling during the daytime and I was sitting out there with them most of the day and listening and you'd hear a gobble every once in a while but they it wasn't like you were just walking we're around an striking turkeys. Yeah, no, not at all. So I knew it had to be an early morning thing and I really didn't even have the time to go back to Utah when I did. But I went back for that one day and then didn't wake up. <sighs> and I was pretty aggravated that morning. I packed up all my stuff and we hit the road and I just said, I can drive my sorry ass back out to Utah. <laughs> I reckon. I mean, if I don't want to wake up for it, then, uh, I was not happy, but we, we made it, made it to Wyoming and, and Walt. So, uh, y'all met Walt yep. mm-hmm. and yeah, he, he, he made it count the first afternoon there. It was good. Nice. Nice to see a Turkey just gobble his head off and come in. Uh, so you're so. saying that your phone alarm was going off? And you didn't hear it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it could do that. That's pretty obnoxious. I don't, I don't know either. It really surprises me.
2: <laughs> These guys have all been staying right up above where we're at right now. <laughs> and Nick does. What is, you have something specific that you say.
3: <laughs> yeah, so Bruce's alarm starts going off every morning at the it, same time. What does it sound does. like, Ted?
5: Sounds like a semi-truck coming through the (laughs) freaking loft up there, just laying on the horn.
3: (laughs) So Bruce cranked most mornings he doesn't wake up to it right off the bat, and in his defense, a little bit of defense, uh, the outlet where he charges is right by my bed, so it's right there by me. So it works out pretty nice for you. Yeah, it works out great for me. I'm awake. I'm fully awake, so what I do is I take the phone off the charger, I'll snooze it, and I throw it onto his bed. And then it'll start going off again and he'll just not be responding to it at all. And I'll just say, Bruce, you won't get that? He just snaps up out of his sleep and he's like, Oh yeah, I got I get it. And then he's right back to sleep. Then, like the other day he did it and he when he fell back asleep he put it under him so then it's muffled. Uh-huh. And so he's not here. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you know. the morning before Bruce
5: showed up, I got a nice little wake up call. Jake opened the door. Let scout in. Scout come up. She was running all over my bed. Whatever. I woke up rather pleasantly. <laughs> and then the next morning, Bruce was here, and I wake
1: up to, wah
5: wah wah. And I was like, oh,
1: scared <laughs> the piss out of me. And, I, and I've got to say, I mean, y'all were, y'all were probably ready to throw my phone out the window because for me to wake up, especially this late in the year, I'm I'm tired and it's not late wake-ups i mean we're talking like 3 a.m so i'll set an alarm for 3 301 302 303 304 305 and if i'm having trouble waking up we'll just keep on going up the list we'll go i've had 10 alarms set before i mean it's you gotta eventually it'll bring me up out of the sleep because i'm gonna snooze snooze them for 20 or 30 minutes i promise you but eventually i'll wake up and shake (laughs) out of it and and, and come too. It's,
3: it's pretty funny up there because there's five or six of us up there, and everybody's got an alarm for the same time, <laughs> and so it's just, alarms going off. Yeah, <laughs> I know, just depended it. on everybody else getting <laughs> up, and I figured at some point I'll
0: hear somebody doing yeah. something, or I'll hear Bruce's alarm for long <laughs> enough. But yeah. it's actually quite amazing uh how all that stuff happened. I don't ever remember any of it. Whitney would eventually just be like, "Hey, get up," and I'd be like, "All right." <laughs> i just slept right through all of it yeah i really think a guy ought to just change the sound of his alarm when it gets to that point too because i think what ends up happening for me is i just don't hear it anymore i'm so yeah. used to it that i think i would have to change it to be something different i'm the what same way you sport. are i, I mean, have got no videos g-
2: of me with my phone literally laying on my <laughs> ear going wah, wah, wah,
1: and I'm i was just nebraska yeah. that first time wasn't it that's hilarious I have no clue how you could get used to that noise. Like there's just no, I mean, I hate it. That's why I, have it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I haven't, that's why, why it. it's my alarm. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I hate it. I think the
5: sound of a turkey putting would be a pretty good one. I <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <Probably> wake <laughs> up pretty quick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or a gobble. Yeah. I don't know how to fix this, like snoozing in your sleep thing. Cause I do that. I'm real bad about that. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's, I'm not waking up for hunting when I'm waking up for something that I don't actually want to be doing. Ooh. And, I'll, I'll snooze that thing, you know, until you completely slip through everything you were supposed to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: the heart, The only time that I have a really easy time getting up is because I just don't sleep worth a crap, I think, is when I have to get up and fly early. Mm-hmm. I just cannot sleep, man. And yeah. you know, as soon as that alarm goes off, I'm just like, <laughs> and get up because I'm so paranoid that I'm going to miss my flight. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, you give even hunting anymore, I feel like it's just... I mean it's gonna have to take a pretty excited excited morning for me to just hop right up out of bed, you mm-hmm. know. Jake has an easy time when it's gun season, that's about the only time he gets up easily. But it is funny how like if you're if you're just like uh I don't know, you have a different role other than the one with the tag. I still love hunting and I think this is really important to note, like and I think this group that's why it's so fun to hunt with everybody. It's like nobody really cares who's holding the gun or the tag or whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure the last couple of days, like, we've hardly ever had. Like, None I mean, of us. Started. There were some tags, but we hardly ever had a gun even, yeah. you know. So we were just trying to help the girls get turkeys. And it's just funny that. Uh, and then I got one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I just think it's funny how, like, you're in that role. And it's just like yeah, we can get up whenever. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But if you got if you got the tag, it, sometimes it's that much easier to just be the one to hop up out and get everybody up. But mm-hmm. I think maybe that was part of our problem is that we were all up there just like kind of letting the other people yeah. get up first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Let the tag holder get up and uh-huh. start moving around, and then we'll follow. Yeah, it. then
0: we'll roll around. I I I think that's hilarious. So what else? What else? As far as uh. What you think about now and your perspective? How's anybody's perspective changed? Does anybody have anything else that comes to mind?
2: I actually don't know what perspective means. Really?
3: <laughs> What's perspective?
2: <laughs> I think just like... Pers- <laughs> I mean, I have a rough enough idea that I can give an perspective answer. Perspective like, just being like... <laughs> it should be like defined. Like, for
0: example, my, my perspective... In the middle of the
2: podcast, we should define it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, when we're talking about this, I just think of um, perspective being we have a unique perspective in the fact that, like you said, we all get to hunt all the time, but you think of, um, okay, your buddy Keegan, he went one time maybe, you know, that perspective is significantly different. His expectation then, because of that, is going to be different. And as I get more experience, I have changing perspectives, you know, there's certain things that mattered to me at one point that don't matter now. Like, I think when I was younger, I always wanted to prove something, whether that was to myself or my peers or my friends, and now I feel like I don't care about that at all. Whether whether I get a turkey every single day for a week or don't get a turkey or even hear one for a week, I don't really care. I'm out there to have fun. And I feel like that's something that's changed for me, especially from the time when I was like high school, college age. I felt like it was constantly just trying to... I gotta get one. The success is what matters. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, I feel like that changes a little
5: bit. Or a I lot. Feel like... Like the perspective that I run into a lot of times when we're turkey hunting throughout the season, especially early on when we're trying to make videos and all this stuff, like if somebody's got a tag or if I've got a tag, it's like I'll get myself real worked up. And then, like, until we finally get the turkey, and then it's like, all right i'm relaxed again then i look back and i'm like man i wish i would have just relaxed and enjoyed that a little bit more mm-hmm.
0: that's that's While exactly we're going going what through i'm the talking hunt. about yep sometimes it's <laughs> just like can we just chill out you know it's fine we're doing this and that that's what that's what i keep getting back to I haven't missed this it's like that's actually what's important is the fact that you went man mm-hmm. you don't go that's what that's what really sucks. Just be happy you win,
3: uh-huh. man. That was like a total Wooderson, a turkey hunting Wooderson moment right there from Dazed and Confused. You know when they're on the football field, uh-huh. and he's like, "You just got to keep living, man." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was. I just saw Matthew McConaughey right there in the form act talking about turkey hunting. Just be happy you win. Uh-huh. You got to do it. That was awesome.
2: We should watch that before every season. Oh, we should. Yeah. Instead so, of at the end of the, we just watched it the other day actually. Yeah. Instead of a ski
5: trip. We'll just watch dazed and confused, <laughs> so, that, so that way nobody gets hurt. <laughs> I've never
0: seen that, so you like it? Yeah. I can imagine. <clears throat> Dylan, you got
2: anything that? Well, I, mean, I was
4: gonna hit on like what Ted was saying that like I spend most of my story with Mike, as I said.
2: Well, and, how has your perspective changed since hunting with Mike? Things I'd imagine that was really shifted cause yeah, you went it from has. Hunting with I don't know who was your turkey mentor growing up, but then you go to yeah Mike as. I get. I would probably consider him a mentor. Huh? He's probably oh, taught for you sure. a shit yeah. ton. Well, my dad actually was.
4: He was the first one in our family to turkey hunt, so mm-hmm. it's not like like he's not an excellent caller by any means. You know, I just grew up having that little H and S strut with that mm-hmm. little carbon striker, and I guess when I was pretty much up until I started with Mike, it was like any way I could kill one. Like I just wanted to kill one, you know. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I've gotten really into practicing calling and getting decent at it, and. I'd much rather just especially in the hardwoods like i find myself where i was young i'd want to be in the fields all the time Mm -hmm. for whatever reason i could use decoys or whatever Mm -hmm. now i just want to get in the woods and call one in and i think that was a big part of too, like hunting with the girls that i didn't really you know i put a gun in my hand the last two days but i just wanted to call Mm -hmm. and have fun and mess around of course like he sounds like a dang turkey with (laughs) any call that he's got so it was cool to call back and forth with him
2: Mm
4: -hmm. um That's probably the biggest perspective change I have. The thing with Ted is, uh, like, Mike's a pretty intense dude at all times when you're hunting. Like, if something's going on, like, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I get in that mood, too. And I'd say my mindset's kind of similar, but we'd be hunting in, like, a turkey would gobble or something, like, with you guys, you know, and i turn around and people are just, like, laughing, you know, whereas I'm, like, (laughs) in my head, I'm, like, okay, we got to do this, we got to do that, and i turn around and everyone's just, like, (laughs) <laughs> laughing their butt off yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because it's just like and then i'd sit back it's like man it's late season like don't get worked out just chill and whatever happens is gonna happen you know i don't know it's pretty funny
1: yeah it's kind of funny that i mean right right here at the end everybody you know hanging out hunting and far as like efficiency we could have easily been splitting up into two man groups and going and covering a lot of ground but all seven of us are out (laughs) here walking around probably looking just like i mean no telling how many turkeys looked at us all or heard us and i mean i'm sure if you stopped and listened to us walking through the woods you could just listen to all six of the other people going, and it sounded Mm -hmm. like somebody turned cows loose in the wood it's just tons of noise but we still managed to like be on turkeys pretty much every time we went out i mean we were finding a turkey somewhere to play with that would gobble back or uh obviously the one that you killed he gave us a great great morning and i mean there's just people all around shuffling <laughs> around and this turkey's never very far from Even us. the night
2: before we had split up we were into two groups just trying to roost different turkeys and those guys went and closed in because this turkey started gobbling So they took off, you and Dylan took off that way, and then the rest of the group was just hooting and howling and calling the other (laughs) way, just still making that turkey that you were slipping in on Gobble. That was, that was pretty funny.
0: Having fun, man. That's what it comes back to for me, is that was just so fun. And I think Whitney asked me last night at, you know, the end of season, she was like, Are you disappointed? And I was like, Disappointed. was like, Why? She's like, Well, I didn't get one, and, um, tonight was pretty slow, and you guys seemed pretty excited when you left that you were going to get on something, and I was like, I'm not disappointed at all, I mean, Mm -hmm. every moment that we did this, it was extremely fun, and it's really all I wanted to get out of it Mm -hmm. was, again, that chance to be with my friends, enjoy it, and, you know, the thing that I miss the most this season is all the other experiences i would have got like for example this is the first season in i mean since i was in high school that i haven't hunted with ben i never hunted with keith i never hunted with colin you know i didn't get to go down to you know mississippi and hunt with thrash and his kids like i missed all that stuff that i normally do so Mm -hmm. i'm really cherishing this moment and i think that just trying to keep that in perspective when you're going hunting again whether you're only able to turkey hunt one weekend or one day of the season just go enjoy it and i think that whether it's turkey or deer it doesn't matter the outcome and i think that that's something that when i was talking about proving something it's important to keep in mind like nobody really cares Nobody really cares how many turkeys you get or how much the buck you shot scored. I mean, maybe people do more than I think, but I, at the end of the day, think people maybe ask you that stuff and they immediately forget and go back to thinking about what they enjoy about hunting. So mm-hmm. like trying to prove something to anybody else, like forget that, man, mm-hmm. that, that this stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Cherish that moment because you may not have tomorrow, really. I think that kind of opened my eyes this season to that. I think yep. moving forward, that's what I'm most excited about. Just enjoying it, man. Mm-hmm. Trying not to get too worked up about that tag. I, Because I, I, <laughs> y'all know I do that. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I certainly can get so focused on, yeah, just filling that tag, having that, you know, well, it's. Let's close the deal so we can make a good video out of it. And it's like, man, we can make a good video out of anything that happens, because I can guarantee you, while we only, what, in the last couple of days, got a couple of turkeys going down mm-hmm. on film, we got plenty of awesome video of turkeys, of the whole story of this experience.
2: Just real situations where turkeys get away, which happens yeah, a lot.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I look back on this memory, I'm not going to think, well, who killed those turkeys? I'm not at all. I'm going to think of the laughs and the, uh-huh. the times that we're hanging out, mm-hmm. going swimming, standing at mm-hmm. the truck, like, talking about what we're going to do, Bruce telling stories when everybody's packed up, ready to go. Literally, Jake, Crystal, and Whitney are walking away from the truck, and Bruce and I are still talking, not ready at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. stuff like that. That's what I remember, <laughs> oh. you know. I guess one other thing that I thought of, and anybody, anybody else can talk on this, too, I feel like, we all probably have similar experiences. <laughs> Come on in, Red. I'm lay down, Red. We all have probably similar experiences to this as well. When I first started hunting with uh, a strutter decoy, and it was working, I thought, "Man, why would we ever do anything else?" Mm-hmm. Fast forward some years, and now I think I—I I personally don't want to hunt with those at all. And it doesn't matter one way or another to me what you want. I just think that that is a perspective change too where it's like Mm -hmm. it's not about getting another turkey to me it's about improving my skill set for all of hunting improving my woodsmanship skills like jake i know we've talked about a lot of times how much hunting turkeys without decoys has helped us become better callers for all animals whether that's deer or elk whatever it may be that you're calling to just helps you think about that a little bit more like how do i manipulate this situation with just a call to make them come looking yeah. and i think that that's
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean i know that's helped me a lot
4: you know i'd say any type of hunting really like especially when you get to travel or hunt in different spots or places like whether you're turkey hunting if you're turkey hunting there's things you can learn turkey hunting that's going to help you with deer hunting or whatever like one thing i used to do that i got busted at a lot that i just think turkey hunting specifically helped like, let's say I'd be walking through public land. I'd be, like, getting to a spot I thought should be good. I get there. There's no sign. It's, like, well, crap. And I'd pull up X and just sit, like, in the wide open, just be sitting there looking at my phone trying to decide where I'm going to go now. And then you get busted. Whereas, like, you know, if you call it a turkey, like, you better have a tree or something right <laughs> there well where you can sit duck. sit
0: down right And now. that's
4: what, like, deer hunting, if yeah. I stop to look at X or, like, or something where I'm not focused, even if I'm just looking at my phone, I'm in brush or next to a tree or something. So there's always lessons that you can learn usually the hard way so that'll uh that'll sometimes help you, you gotta
1: relearn it about every season <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we almost relearned it the other morning when you killed the turkey yeah. i mean we we finally decided after <laughs> things started drifting off that we yeah. should go pursue one of the groups of goblin birds So we're like, all right, well, let's go to the one that we set up on on the roost because he's he's gone this way. We don't really know the lay of the I don't. You may have had a better idea. I've never been in there before. You've never hunted it either, so it's not like we knew this place like the back of our hand. And little did we know there's this massive fall off on the other side, and the turkey sounded like he was getting a good ways over there. So we get up and go to walking, and all seven of us are standing up right there just kind of waiting on him to gobble on his own, honestly. And he didn't. And all of a sudden, a deer walks up right there, and we're sitting there looking at the deer, and the deer's looking at us. And it starts stomping, and I said, well, I better yelp, because we hadn't heard the turkey in a minute.
2: Yeah, and he was gobbling his and he butt was, off down yeah, on the Yeah, but ridge. it
1: sounded like he was a long he way went off. quiet
2: for a bit, and every time that turkey went quiet, he was on the move. Yep. And mm-hmm.
1: sure enough, he was moving, not directly at us, but pretty close he had to us and a lot of distance when i yelped, he was almost he, with an eyesight yeah when he when i yelped and he answered I, I don't really know how he wasn't looking at us i mean he was right there <laughs> seven
2: people scrambling <laughs> yeah. to find <behind> the tree <laughs> it was
1: a good thing he probably
2: didn't come up there either was, but
1: very extremely unprepared like mm-hmm. no one were advancing on a goblin turkey with seven people and not i mean in that situation probably should have been checking him more with i mean a crow call owl hoot and mm-hmm. some he would have uh, answered it whatever it was yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah well
0: yeah there's so many (laughs) lessons there's so many lessons that you have to relearn i think that's one of the funniest parts about hunting to me is the relearning of lessons because those are the ones that bite you the most where Mm -hmm.
5: like man
0: i knew that i've known better than that and i I think that one thing that helps me is just being patient in that moment Mm -hmm. like don't freak out so one lesson that We had to relearn, and part of that is because we were hunting with other people and with varying experience levels from, you know, a ton to almost none, you know. But the one that was uh, funny to me was the one over there by your parents where Jake crawls up ahead, and Crystal was the gunner on this one. We look out into the field, and there's this turkey coming right at us.
2: Because we had just flushed a hen that was right, you know, 20 yards in front of us, and he must not have seen her. You know, but he knew she was there, and then all of a sudden she's gone. Perfect situation for uh, us, really. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And Jake said, You guys got to get up there right now. Like, start crawling right now. He's coming right at us. And Crystal and I get eyes on him, and he's doing that. (laughs) I mean, the panic had just set in at that point. (laughs) And I think the lesson that, had been learned in the past is don't panic but we were already starting to go down that road mm-hmm. and it still almost worked and again with, with varying experience levels I think maybe this still could I have worked out I started it with out.
2: panic just with well, however my tone of voice was telling you guys to get up there yeah. and then it's Zach and Crystal <laughs> we're <Yeah. working> together, <laughs> so they're just feeding off each other I have
0: actually I believe that I was pretty dang calm throughout that whole situation mm-hmm. I believe <laughs> I was trying to keep Crystal from, you know, elevating the panic. Because
2: she will. It's pretty funny. (laughs) So she gets eyes on
0: him, and he's definitely just, like, coming across the field right towards
2: us. When I'm with her, she'll just be asking me questions, like sounding all panicked, and she is. I just try to answer it with the most monotone, like Mm -hmm. slow, mumbly voice that I can. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) It's so funny.
5: When I was behind (laughs) her the other day, I can't hear anything. First, and of all. Crystal
2: just learned us about Ted. She, yeah. That was her first experience with <laughs> yeah. and We're like
5: crawling up. We're not really the main gunners. You and Whitney were the main gunners, uh-huh. and she's just like, "Should I get to that tree? Should I do this? Should I do that?" And I'm like, "Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah." At first, I'm like, "What?" And then she's <laughs> got to repeat everything, so that elevates her. And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah." I think we're good to get to the tree. And then yesterday morning, we were sitting there. And you guys had crawled around on that turkey, and we were just kind of looping back to get on that other field in case they showed up, but we had plenty of time or whatever. And then they gobble, like, not that far from us. And she's like, she said, should I pull the hammer back? And I'm like, what? She's like, do I need to pull the hammer back? And I'm like, no, you're good. I said, just, we're all right right now. She's like, you're going to have to coach me through this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's all right right now. We're not really in the hot seat yet. At that point, Whitney and
0: I didn't even have the gun. Loaded, so. <laughs> he was closer to us. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So that one, though, where we're moving in, and he's coming towards us. Crystal starts asking me, like, where do we go? Where should I go? What what should I do next? And I remember just saying as many times as I could, we're all right. We have time. And I think that that lesson for me, took a lot of reps, and I think is maybe it'll never go away completely if that panic of like, we gotta go, go, go. But looking back on it, I went back to that spot yesterday to look for something that I thought I had dropped there, but also just to relive it and kind of confirm my thoughts. And I looked at it again and I thought, yeah, had we just took a deep breath in that moment instead of going forward and that's what I talked about earlier. I always have this tunnel vision of go forward. Turkey's there, go that way. Had we just taken that deep breath and looked to the left, it was really obvious that there was a better route that we could have been faster on, had more cover, and been more quiet on, then got to a tree where we could have actually shot where he came to, but instead, because we went forward, we kind of buried ourselves in a thick spot, couldn't see much, made a lot of noise, and we were exposing ourselves constantly and we just got to kind of the end of the road where we couldn't go any further. But had we just not panicked and went that direction to the left and then slid forward, the whole thing would have been super swift, really probably a pretty easy move. And I think we could have pulled it off, but instead he got away because he got on our weak side, kinda where it was super thick and we just didn't have a shot, but that's like a lesson learned and tying this all back into perspective. It's like when you're younger, you gotta just be okay, a younger hunter, you gotta just be okay with making those mistakes. And then really look back and say, hey, what can I do different moving forward? And I think that's what really helps hunters improve in general. Try not to make an excuse. Try not to say, well, this is what happened and I couldn't I couldn't pull it off. Say, okay, that is what happened, I couldn't pull it off.
1: Why? And what can I do differently
0: next time? I'm
1: gonna do it better next time, and then walk in there and just absolutely run right over <laughs> the <laughs> exact same thing you just did. <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna for sure
0: make the same mistakes over and over again. I mean, the one that I also have been talking about a lot in the last six months is the one that uh, I rattled in the buck. I rattled in with Keith and had my bow behind me. I mean, forever that would be the most bonehead mistake I made in probably a five or ten year block because i knew that i mean the one other example of that relates to what dylan said was make sure you have cover we learned the hard way when we were new into the still hunting mm. game we found this monster rub and scrape yeah we just
2: sitting there over like sitting on the transition i guess kind of in the open drooling over the sign that we're glassing up in front of us. And then all of a sudden the buck that's making it is just walking directly at us.
1: <laughs> and we're kind of just like, mm,
5: no cover whatsoever. <laughs> and
2: you make that mistake,
0: but then hopefully the next time, and we did. I mean, yeah. we did execute it in 2021. Yeah. We, we temp cover, man. And those little lessons can, can just go such a long way. And I just, I don't know. This season has been a whole lot of reflecting on why those things are important to me. I can guarantee you that. Take the take the time to think about those things and appreciate, you know, appreciate the fact that you have the chance to learn it. hmm Right on. Anything else to add, you guys? No. Nah. No. I just farted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you have anything final to
3: add from like your? Yeah, perspective? tell us about your first
2: turkey tour. I was asking you about it last night, but. I mean, <laughs> Went from hunting five times in the spring
3: to yeah go you know, from which since I got out of the Marine Corps when I was in college I I worked out my schedule where I was hunting progressively more than I ever had before you know growing up it was uh, you hunt for five to seven days a year for me because I had to travel six hours just to get somewhere to be able to turkey hunt so uh, you know you're restricted to just two days out of a weekend or whatever anyways so then I get out of the Marine Corps. I'm in college, and I'm hunting, and I hunt 19 days. And then the next year, 24 days. And then, you know, 29 days. And then this year, just kind of really blew all that out of the water and hunted way more than I ever have. Do you know how many days yet did he add it up? Yeah, 56. 56. Yep. Yeah. This season you did? Mm-hmm. I knew Nick was
5: fired up when we were going out to Kansas on, like, November 1st. <laughs> and we're driving down the road trying to get to Kansas where we had seen all these big bucks. <laughs> and he looks over at me and he goes, so you been thinking about where you want a turkey at this year? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Uh, uh, not I at all, actually. we going to Kansas,
3: actually. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> says, what? No, not even a little bit. am like, oh, all right, well, when you do, let me know. That's I'm talking about. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it right now. Uh, uh, that's good. No, I mean, it was first turkey tour was incredible everything about it from start to finish the whole thing was awesome Mm -hmm. well more than made up for those four years where i only hunted for five days in total
2: yeah you got several years worth of hunting experience i'd say for most people
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah and i think that's a perspective that's important to appreciate too like that's what i'm saying when i when i talk about at least you went that's what i'm talking about the most is i felt like this season the days i totaled are comparable to a lot of people's situation where they don't have as much time to commit to it, mm-hmm. like weekends or whatever. You know, we're talking. I probably truly hunted, you know, six, seven days or whatever this season. It's probably just, more than
2: your average turkey hunter, still. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and and it felt like I had missed the season. I mean, to to me, the 2023 season, as of right now, is the season that was missed, and uh-huh. I look back and it's still, you know. As much as I did when I was playing baseball in the spring in high school, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I just think that it's so easy to lose track on of what's important, man. Like that's what I keep coming back to, and I know that sounds cheesy and corny, but it takes something like this to have that.
2: I think switch. probably as we've all gotten older, though, we start. To, it's a lot easier to appreciate that, and especially just the people that we've probably met traveling around. It's like you find certain people that you're like, you know, probably want to make. Cut time out to hunt with every mm-hmm. year like the, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys in mississippi and i mean yeah it's uh yeah all your friends here
0: people. all my friends in ohio your yeah. buddies in iowa texas you know when i i don't even really know how to start with all the people that you would cross paths <laughs> with. Way, you know and i think
1: that there's not enough days in the spring man yeah it's uh-huh. unfortunate how yeah. short it is i mean there's people that i've didn't get to this year and i hate it man like it it tears me up not to go hunt with them Mm -hmm. there and not go over here and hunt some over there i mean you just can't you think oh i can swing by for a day or two and then you actually get in the midst of doing the whole Your truck breaks down yeah you burn 10 days in california and it's just man time slips away really quickly even if you are on on quote unquote schedule Mm -hmm. uh it's it's just tough to make the stops i mean I've, I've done it enough to know that you know oh yeah i'll swing through and see you when i'm up there probably I swing not <laughs> yeah. yeah probably not hopefully <laughs> i can swing through
0: yeah hopefully yeah i think the thing moving forward that i'm going to focus on because of having missed this and knowing that value of that is just make that time because you may not get it you yep. may not get it in the future i mean a lot of things can happen and i mean it's it's maybe considered a dark thought but uh uh-huh. Well, we're not guaranteed um, tomorrow, you know, yeah. so I just think that making that time, and I mean, something that happened this season was, I don't know, a month ago, I was Snapchatting you back and forth, like, are you going to be in Wisconsin, and you're like, yeah, but a couple of weeks before, I was going to get here, and then this whole last month, I thought, well, that's sucks, I'm not going to get hang out with Bruce, and... My well, son a,
2: Bruce is coming back from Maine with a whole cooler full of lobster. Yeah. <laughs> you get on Snapchat
0: and see Jake's neighbors got a Snapchat of Bruce standing in the back of the truck with a bunch of lobster. And I literally was like, "Did he post that from? You know, I double checked. Did he post it from Memories or whatever? From his phone fo- camera roll? Is Bruce really there? Bruce really there? <laughs> Zach asks himself the question he while got his transmission is broke yeah. down. Is Bruce really there? And you know, realizing that you were just icing on the cake you know it's like man i'm gonna get the full experience that i was hoping for well and
1: I just, and man i guess on the on one last thing on the perspective i'll add something that I, I think has changed in my mind like obviously in the end i mean i'm i'm looking to go pick a bird up in every state mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm closing in on that goal slowly but surely and you know years ago when when i kind of first Said I, I think this would be something cool to do. It was go go go, rack up as many new states as you can. And and this year I kind of got put in the position of I was up in the Northeast and could have spent the whole last week of May up there in states that I haven't even killed a bird in. And the weather's actually really nice up there. Every, I know there's birds there would have gotten on them, or I could leave and come back and hunt with some people that I really like to hunt with. And I know that we're going to. I mean, I think we're you just do a be, really
2: good job of that. Like that's one. That's one thing I would worry about with guys that are trying to do that is it's like you're you're just rushing too much where you wouldn't take the time to really enjoy it because it's like, all right, I got this one. Not pressure's off there, now yeah. I can go to the next one. But you did the same thing last year where it's just like you could have went somewhere else, but you just, I mean, the hunting was good, so you just stuck around. The hunting's hunting good, around. the company's
1: good, and yeah. when I look back in 20 years and – and look at what I was doing this time of the year, I go. I promise you I'm not going to regret sitting here and having a great time as opposed to even if I had been sitting in New Hampshire with a gobbler by myself. By like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I love the by-myself hunts, and I do, but I've done it all year, and it's kind of nice to – Almost like a home feel. I mean, it's kind of nice to be around a camp and just have people to talk to, and a place to bed down. A hot shower's always a plus. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, just some, I'm not gonna say civilization, but just some kind of everyday uh, comforts. You know, comforts, that's yeah. right. And yeah. it, it that's the kind of stuff that you you take for granted a little bit until you go plunging around Turkey, touring everywhere, and then jeez last time you laid in an actual bed or had a roof over your head for the most part i mean other than your truck or your tent or something it's just nice and I, like i said i won't look back in years and regret coming coming back here and hunting even though i mean i've been here before done all that i mean whatever that's yeah. that's not the point the point is like spending the time wisely and that's, and yeah. hunting with people you want to hunt with and and making the memories man because yeah. You never time know, flies. When you might get
2: struck by a rattlesnake, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can get to the hospital on time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Good thing is, around here, I don't think
0: we have to worry about all the rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't know that story, we did just an audio podcast with Bruce last year where he tells that story. So I don't know what number it is. Maybe I'll be able to drop some text somewhere. But yeah, that's a good one. Definitely mm-hmm. an interesting story. And I like that you brought that up because. That's something that has changed for me too. when I first started traveling, I was definitely more caught up in a checklist and now I as of even last year I don't know if you guys know, but I shot one turkey last year. I shot zero this year. Mm. But I think that alone tell you how much my perspective has changed. It's like am I in a rush to to do anything really no, I just want these experiences. I just want to go be out there. Whether it's a good, bad, or ugly, you know, situation when the turkey is either on the ground, flown away, or you know, I gotta make another move. I'm gaining that experience, and that's what I value. And with people I like, better yet, mm-hmm. that's that's what's most important. I just, I don't know. I like that what you said about you know, check the difference versus just going and getting another experience alone versus taking that time that you're not gonna regret. Like I. I mean, let's just fast forward 10, 20 years, whatever. I'm going to remember these moments or being down in Mississippi and hunting with that, you know, that first hunt of the season where you hunt with Thrash. You get, get to hang out with Chris. You get to, to hang out with, you know, kids that are new hunters, stuff like that. You remember those things. The other hunts definitely are memorable.
2: We're going to be trying to keep up with Thrashes and Keith's kids. yeah. Chris's kids, and at some point, at
0: some point, some of us are probably gonna have kids that we're gonna hunt with, and it's just like, I don't know, those are the things that are starting to change for me, and I guess I'm starting to feel like a less, less of a bloodthirsty, still bloodthirsty. I still love shooting stuff. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, you put a bedded buck out there, bugling, bull, gobbling turkey, and give me a tag, son. We're gonna be hunting, but, <laughs> but still, it's like. I feel less
3: I about it. You see, you see the more bigger picture now. Less obsessed did. with just getting one and, yeah. and having that. I think
2: what changed my perspective the most was just slowly realizing how hard it is to make turkeys. And like also slowly mm-hmm. seeing the downward trend of turkey numbers around here. And I mean, obviously, almost everywhere, it seems like. Mm-hmm. It's just like the timing of wanting to even shoot one around here just because everything's so visual. It's like... He's got eight hens, and there's only one long breed out there. And I know there's other ones around, but if you like on places where I can, I know I'm about the only one that's going to be hunting. It's just like just let him do his thing, mm-hmm. you know, until he's got no hens out mm-hmm. there, and then
1: go try I to shoot. Him in a week. Yeah, and he's going to be a lot old, easier to deal you know.
2: with too during yeah. that time. But it's like, believe it or not, he <laughs> <laughs> pressured,
0: like... got no more hens. He's yeah. more than likely willing to come to the call. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think that's changed probably the most for me is just point, just realizing. You know just driving around here especially 10 years ago or so when i really started to be able to turkey hunt all on my own you know drive around and stuff like that it's like there was a lot of them so it's just like turkeys must be easy to make and Mm -hmm. they're they were making a lot more at that time but it's just like slowly seeing everything trend downward has uh, changed
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well i also think as you get more confidence too like you get more experience and you feel like you're executing more consistently You are a little bit more okay to, you know, put somebody with significantly less experience in the driver's seat knowing that there's a high odds that mistakes are going to happen. You know, like, honestly, three or four years ago, that turkey that came right up past Whitney there, I'd have lost my shit. (laughs) I'd have been so frustrated at that situation (laughs) because we didn't kill that turkey. And it's like, now I, I... I'm happy that it happened, and now I'm trying to look at it from her lens too, and I'm trying to think of all the different things that make that moment so challenging, and what I've taken for granted. I used to not think that way; I'd only think my own situation. I'm trying to branch out from that too. Mm-hmm. Like how does everybody else's experience add up to where you know they have confidence in these sections, and but maybe not these, and I think that's how it just helped me not only grow as a hunter, but just as a person even, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, what's kind of cool about hunting is it's kind of like sports to me Mm -hmm. where sports really help you learn life lessons. Hunting can too. And I feel like this whole perspective change that's happening and will hopefully continue to happen. Like I don't want when I'm 50 for it to look like it does now when I'm 30, you know, I want it Mm -hmm. to continue to evolve and have different values and everything. So I don't know. It's pretty fun.
1: Kind of cool to look at it like that. Yeah. No, I, I found myself thinking kind of the same exact thing you were thinking uh, the other day when the turkey came up by you and Whitney. I mean, five years ago, I would have been like, this is the time. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't going to get another chance, you know, all this <laughs> and that. And I mean... I was sitting back there calling, and when I heard the putt and mileage, I was like, "No, no, no! Don't putt! Keep gobbling! Don't, I don't care if they kill him! Just don't don't putt and run off! Like I want you to keep the same enthusiasm you've had for the past two hours." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Chances were pretty high, though,
0: that regardless, we give him about 20, 30 minutes, he'd probably start doing it again. I would imagine he was feeling pretty. He had his little section over there, away from a lot of jakes. There's a lot of jakes. I think he had his little zone that he felt confident in. He's probably feeling pretty desperate
1: at that point. I think we could have struck him back up again, but I think Jake he was. He was down there in that little hole with that big wall behind him, so that maybe those jakes couldn't hear him as good. I don't know, but he was. If they if they would have come mobbing through there, there's no doubt he would have shut up. Uh-huh. They would have run him all the way out of the county. <laughs> all right,
0: guys, I think we can wrap up this this perspective and that's perspective and that's perspective and that's all that you need to know about the definition of perspective (laughs) okay
5: well i'm glad i learned something today (laughs) all right well we'll catch you on the next one y'all